Welcome to Thinking Outside the Soil with your host, Shani Alfalfa Seed, where we get to talk story and touch on topics about hydroponics and the farmers who grow the crops and creatures we need to eat. Good morning, good morning, and happy Aloha Friday from Blooming Health Farms. Thank you for being with me on this beautiful morning. The mornings have been getting a lot warmer here in Colorado, and we've been inundated with little peeps inside Alpha Site. So this past week, we've made it a priority to quiet it down in here, and we've been moving them outside. They all have their full set of feathers. Well, not all of them, but a significant amount of our first cohort is outside so it's interesting to see them adjust to the changes and the first thing i saw was their reaction to this infinite sky according to how they could see and so it just reminded me that we have a lot of learning to do from our feathered friends because what is it that they're actually taking in? You know, there's a lot of information out there that says chickens are extremely intelligent and it's them who has showed us a path that we never expected. So today I really want to talk a bit more about this path that we are piloting and a pilot program that we've been working on. And I'd also like to give a call to you to contribute to our cause. It's often overlooked that a nonprofit is a business indeed. And as a nonprofit farm, our business is to generate revenue through the sale of products like chicken feed and hydroponic tomatoes and to empower our at-risk youth to do the work needed to generate sustainable revenue. And so we have been using the word agricultural entrepreneurship, as it could be called. And initially, when we conceived Blooming Health Farms, we being Ryan Smith and I, we thought that this would be an aquaponics farm that focused on using fish to grow plants for people to eat. And initially we came up with our mission to provide an affordable food source for our community while being able to give mental health support and STEM education to those involved in an aim to develop and implement a flexible cropping model where we want to be able to grow anything, anywhere, using less land, less water, less energy, and less labor than the traditional soil agricultural model. And at the end of the day, we want to be able to make a profit while being sustainable and environmentally conscious. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's big dream. And when we dreamed of this idea, we thought it was going to just be done on a traditional aquaponics farm, meaning a indoor vertical cropping model. But really, you know, if a business doesn't adapt, it will not get very far. And really, 
it's these feathered friends of ours that have helped us learn how to integrate other success so we could get the desired results. Unfortunately, chickens also helped remind me of how I actually got into aquaponics originally. My first assignment as a research assistant for Dr. Harry Ako at the University of Hawaii was to help him test this fish food that they were making on the island of American Samoa. Farmers there were struggling to get a sustainable food source that had to be shipped from either Asia or the United States or South America. So it was very expensive to get their feed. And in an effort to save money, they were feeding their fish whatever they could. And they weren't getting good results. Their plants weren't getting the nutrients they needed, nor were the fish. So things weren't working the way they expected and they quit. Harry figured out a source for the ingredients to make a really nutritious fish food and he formulated this feed and began to look at how can I create something that's comparable to the commercial fish feed so these farmers can actually have a livelihood and thrive in their remote area of American Samoa. We'd get bags of fish food and have to run experiments, rather we got to run experiments where we would study this commercial fish feed from Silver Cup, which is now scredding, and compare it to the formulation that Harry came up with, and then be able to determine how much of the formulated feed from Harry's mix did we need in order to meet the requirements comparable to the commercial feed, if that makes sense. How much did we need to feed of the quote-unquote farmer-made feed in order to get the same results that was made at the fish food factory? That experience reminded me that I learned how to do what I can because I was challenged to think critically. I was challenged to solve a problem. I was challenged to do something differently. This whole show, Thinking Outside the Soil, aims to help us all understand how we can think about agricultural differently and not that there is one right way, but how can we accomplish the same thing or get similar results thinking differently. So I call my book Thinking Outside the Soil to play on that euphemism, thinking outside the box, specifically because it's necessary in order to get the desired results. So sometime when we're thinking outside the box, when we're thinking outside the soil, we have to, again, adapt like I mentioned earlier. Much of my background comes from being trained to be a scientist and then as a sales engineer for wastewater treatment. We've built this business off 
of the revenue of our products and our services here, which is fantastic to see. However, we originally aligned this business to be a nonprofit so that we could achieve some of those huge goals that I shared with you earlier. As a new nonprofit, we have struggled to get those really large grants that can fund a training program that'll have the resources to serve a bunch of kids. So for example, our space here at the Alpha site is a little bit small and it can it cannot accommodate it can't hold more than a few kids at a time. We don't have enough elbow room to be able to do what we want to do. And we don't yet generate enough revenue to have an actual therapist on staff, so we rely on our private on our clients' private insurance or those on Medicaid to cover those that are qualified. In fact, I actually don't yet draw a salary and we pay our youth through a really neat sales commission structure. It's not ideal, but it's the way I've been able to move our mission forward and gain this traction we need to develop some kind of useful programming. I feel what programming I can by budgeting our revenue appropriately. And I truly aim to build an endowment fund to establish some positions here at Blooming Health Farms. So over the past few years of not getting those significantly large grants, I've actually been refining a program based on our experiences and then the other agricultural programs I've looked at and mentioned in previous episodes, those that are successfully operated by FFA or what's sometimes known as Future Farmers of America and the 4-H program. And it's events like the Spring Show, which I mentioned in episode 9 and 4-H, that have inspired me to conceive of this thing that we are calling the egg to table program. And it is, yes, indeed a play food to table concept. The idea that we are trying to take the food grown on farms and getting it to the consumer's plate a lot quicker than it is being done in other areas of agriculture. And it was a conversation at a table with the at-risk youth that showed me what we were doing was working so well. It was the first winter farmer's market and I had taken him to only one previous market. So we were getting set up and after about nine months of working together, I knew he could man the station, if you will, or sit at the table while I took the time to go say hello and make introductions to the others in the farmer's market. I was going to say hi to some of my farmer's market friends and introduce ourselves and ask what other vendors were offering so that I could clearly know how to be a vendor at our farmer's market, I often like to understand what others offer 
so that we can be of best service as possible. The Greeley Winter's Farmer's Market is relatively small, or if you're listening to this at a later date, it was relatively small, and it only took about, say, 15 minutes for me to go around and make my first general inquiries. When I got back, the kid looked at me and he said, we are out of eggs. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. We sold out right away, and I was baffled. I looked at him, thinking he was joking a little bit, and I looked in the cooler, and indeed, there were no eggs in our cooler anymore. One thing about the farmer's market is that a vendor is responsible for bringing enough produce so they can sit there the whole time and sell and provide value to the people walking through the market. Well, we didn't expect that our eggs would sell out so well, and this was a time when the demand of eggs suddenly changed and we ran out in that 15 minutes. So while sitting there, the kid looked at me and said, we need more chickens. And I looked at him and I said, we can't have any more in the city. Uh, We're not allowed. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, but if we just had two more chickens. And then he started to develop a business plan about how many potential eggs we could have a day and then expand our flock in a way that would create growth. And I knew right there that what we were doing was working. And I initially started to conceive the egg to table program and align it with our organization's mission. I knew what we were doing was working and I could clearly align it to target our Northern Colorado community here in Weld County. We are inundated with livestock as well as the crops that it takes to raise such a prolific industry. And I knew that the chickens have shown us a way to improve our community's nutritional. Here we were growing this really great feed with a hydroponic method that gave us really great eggs and giving this youth the mental health support and mentorship and education so he could build life skills. And at the end of the day, wasn't out there committing the same atrocities or crimes or delinquent acts that he used to be. So the egg to table program is designed as a 16 to 20 week program to teach youth what it takes to get a raw egg to a market from the hen to your plate. So the program is going to parallel a couple things. It's going to first parallel the life cycle of a chicken from hatching to chick care and then what it takes to house those chicks as they grow and become part of a working farm and then how can that farm deliver food as safely and sustainable as possible. 
The 16 to 20 weeks coincides with a couple of things. So this is the general time, and I use air quotes if you could see, the general time that it takes to bring certain breeds to maturity from hatching to egg laying. And the second thing that it coincides with is a traditional school semester here in District 6 is 16 to 20 weeks long. So the sessions are aimed to be a total of 16 weeks, being mindful that throughout the school year there are scheduled breaks that can take up a significant amount of time. The youth are going to be involved twice throughout the week during the school year and we will better understand how they're going to be involved when they are on those breaks. And we aim to create a capstone project or a project that will show us if they are learning or what they learned through the 16-week session. And we are going to have them design a coop for two to four chickens and then while they are participating through the 16 weeks are going to integrate them into our local farmers market efforts of uh, participation and selling and doing the other things that we've been doing recently we're also adding in mental health activities each week now some kind of seem silly but they're really designed to help others think differently. Now we're gonna include mental health activities like farm therapy. We're gonna do different types of mindful observations of the different animals. We're gonna have some therapeutic time with the chicks. And one of these, which is really interesting, is what we call chicken yoga. While chicken yoga might seem odd, participants are going to be guided through a series of some simple yoga poses and stretches with the chicks there as companions. Now, this activity is aimed to provide a sense of calm and connection to the animals to promote physical well-being, and it aids humor to build some camaraderie among all of us that sometimes are traumatized by life's seriousness. I myself take life too seriously at times, so I was tickled to hear this proposal of doing yoga with the chicks. I myself have integrated that practice into my life since I broke my back years ago. It's been fantastic to maintain a sense of flexibility and just to get through my day to day when I do things that I do uh, that cause pain when I lift something that's too heavy when I move the wrong way or what most often happens is that I don't sleep very long and toss and turn because of the fusion in my back. So I often rely on simple stretches and yoga poses every day to get me through. 
and just between me and you, I've actually been doing that just with me and the adult hens for a bit now. But back to uh, the Egg to Table program, it's going to offer this hands-on opportunity for the youth to do agriculture and then add in an entrepreneurship angle. And then in today's world, there's no escaping technology. So we're going to be able to integrate the digital skills necessary to bring a business to life and to create something like a coop that we are asking them to do for their capstone project. It's also going to point out directly the life cycle of where our food comes from, specific chickens. The Egg to Table program will promote academic outcomes. I've seen over the past year that we have had better engagement with the few youth who have come through and are still involved in school. They show up to school when they expect to come here, which they weren't doing before. The academic outcomes we are hoping to see are higher standardized test scores. We've already seen better grades. There's going to be more opportunities for higher education. So, for example, these kids are expecting to drop out of high school and not even get a diploma or a GED. And one of them has expressed to me that he wants to take his GED after actually dropping out. That's going to increase his employability and his earning potential where he as otherwise may have not put this in his thoughts until later on in life. So we're glad that we can see we've at least been able to interject some different thinking sooner than later. Now we're going to have to measure those in some way to show you that what we're doing is working. So we have some qualitative uh, information right now. We have like surveys, we have some interviews, we have some interviews, and then we do have some quantitative measures to show that there is change. We've seen uh, attendance records, we've seen test scores, and we can look at things like the GPA. Mental health activity is the other aspect of the egg to table program and we have to do a good job at being able to assess if the mental health and well-being of the individual is changing. So we will use the MMPI2 assessment tool which measures you know, anxiety, depression, trauma type symptoms, and pro-social behaviors. We're gonna administer this before as a baseline and after the program. So that we can see if what we're doing is working in the way that I believe it is. We've already seen that these youth and 
even the volunteers and others are developing better coping mechanisms for stress and anxiety in situations that they never experienced. And then anecdotally, I am hearing that they are developing strategies for stress in other areas of their life. So somehow, in some way, we are continuously promoting some pro-social behavior and responsibility among those that are continuing to come around. In side conversations, I'm hearing they are not hanging out with the same crowd anymore, and that alludes to a reduction in criminal involvement and a reduction in recidivism, meaning that they're not getting in trouble as much or likely not going to go back to jail for doing something that they used to do. We incorporate a lot of uh, farm-related mental health activities right now. Most notably is my effort for the individuals and myself to create a connection with the work that we're doing and one way that I advocate that is to foster a compassionate attitude while taking care of our animals so I encourage others to talk to our animals in a loving and compassionate way in the simplest aspect of saying hello thank you for what you do i believe the egg to table is going to be a well-rounded experience for at-risk youth it's going to develop skills and experience for future success we always welcome any donations and are seeking funding for our egg to table program And the target goal right now to get this program off the ground and show that it does indeed works is only a meager $25,000. So for those of you out there who know that what we are doing is different but working, please do reach out to me, Sean at thinkingoutsidethesoil.com, S-E-A-N, like Sean or head on over to bloominghealthfarms.com so you can see more about what we are doing and how we are helping others join this next agricultural revolution. Thank you for being with us on today's show and join us again on another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil. Take care and have a lovely day. Hey, before you go... Check out the links below, and if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and review and follow the show. For those with feathered friends, don't forget to get yourself some of our Blooming Health Farms Chicken Blend Sprouting Mix. This supplemental mix has been shown to give you some of the best eggs with the yummiest yolks. You'll have happy, healthy hens that abandon the feeder and give you eggs with high levels of vitamin A and omega fatty acids. So don't forget to get yourself some Blooming Health Farms Chicken Blend Sprouting Mix.